Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Live from the Auction Community Studios on this Wednesday morning, it is the Wolf and Luke Show. I'm Luke. What's going on, Wolf? Here we go, Luke. Are you kidding me? <laughs> feels like Groundhog Day, doesn't it? It is here. It is here, man. I am jacked up, ready to go, Basin Earnings. How are you feeling? Of course, we're all jacked up, waiting for Kevin Durant to make his debut at Footprint Center once again. <laughs> once again is the uh, the emphasis on once again. We're going to do a listeners-only meeting later on in the show, okay? I'll just okay. tell you right now. Get, just okay. go ahead and get out of work around 1230. That's when we're going to do it because I want to get... I, I, honestly, I want to gauge Suns fans' excitement level, like how cautious is your excitement, but I also want to gauge how people are watching this game tonight because, Wolf, I can tell you this. I'm going with four other people. Sitting in the seats, just like fans. I okay. will not watch warm-ups tonight. I might okay. watch Minnesota warm-up, <laughs> but I guarantee you I will not be turned focused on the Suns until the actual game starts tonight. No, I'm totally with you on this one right here, Luke. I, I am not going to watch warm-up either. I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm just going to look at Kellen Olsen and hope that he's going <laughs> to he's gonna cover my his workout. You know what I mean? We'll just, that's, that's I'll follow Kellen Olsen. You're going to follow I'll do. him on Twitter. I'll I'm going to stand in front of him at the arena and just gauge based on his reaction what's going on. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch KD work out. I'm not going to watch him warm up. I'm just going to go ahead and follow Kellen Olsen closely on his Twitter account. And I'm assuming Vince Murata introduces KD whether he plays or not. <laughs> like, it's, this is such a weird day. Why do you say it's weird? Because it's Groundhog Day. Because it's Groundhog Day, but it's Groundhog Day of a very exciting day. Yes. Except last time, it, it didn't, didn't pay off at all. <laughs> it didn't go well. Is that what you're saying? The yes. last, it's still okay. So they still won is, the game, I it, guess. Yes. That day. It is seven weeks to the day. Correct, Luke? You yes. said this. Since yes. the trade. Yeah. It is seven weeks to the day today, Basin audience, that the Suns went out and got Kevin Durant. I mean, it's not just that. It's seven weeks to the day since Matt Ishbia took over, had his press conference, and then went out and got Kevin Durant that same day, right? <laughs> okay. that, that was all February 8th. Okay, that's awesome. So, yeah, seven, day, seven so weeks here to the it day. Is, it is seven weeks to the day, and KD is making his home debut. <laughs> yeah. It's three weeks to the day since he was supposed to make his last home debut. Here we Go. So Wednesdays are big for the Phoenix Suns this year, apparently. <laughs> I am so fired up for Kevin Durant. And, you know, I, I what is the expectation? I don't know. His first game with the Suns, he scored 20 points. And then it was 23. And then it was 37. All right, so I thought for sure it was going to be 37 at first. I thought it was going to be 37 in his first yeah. game. Yeah, we're, gonna have, we're playing Kevin or Devin later on. So today, we are too. playing that? Yeah. Okay, Kevin or Devin, we're playing that later. It's but been a right long now, time yeah. since we've been able to play it's been three that. weeks, yeah. Um, once again, but this, what are your expectations for Kevin Durant tonight? Well, a win, because every time he plays, they win. 
This is also, I mean, lost in the shuffle, and we'll get into this, obviously, throughout the show. This is an important game tonight. Minnesota is one of the hotter teams in basketball. If you're talking about playoff positioning and specifically staying in the top six or top four, aside from everything else, this game is meaningful tonight. My expectations for Kevin Durant every time he hits the floor is probably at least 20 points. I don't know that there will be a minutes restriction. I I don't know how Monty's going to handle that now because there's only a few games left to ramp everybody up for the playoffs. Yeah, I, I would imagine he's going to the first game. First game? Yeah. Not going to have a minutes restriction? Or at least going in with that idea? And then, okay, if it's coming down to the end, you know, if it's the end game scenario, Katie, we might need you out there. Man, we might, his, his first that. actual game was also a Wednesday. What's going on? Yeah, okay. It's all Wednesdays. And how many minutes did he play in that game? He scored uh, 20 he points. He played 27 minutes, scored 23 points. Okay, there you go. Okay, in his first game, I thought it was twenty. Okay, that's all right. Okay, so he played. He played um, tw- th- how many minutes? Twenty-seven minutes against Charlotte. Okay, twenty-three there you points. Go. All right, there you Here, go. Here's his. I can read all his stats because there's only three. Uh, twenty-seven minutes, twenty-three points against Charlotte. Thirty-one minutes, twenty points against oh, Chicago. I had it backwards. There you go. That, that makes sense. Not not that it hard to forget. Charlotte twenty and twenty and twenty-three, and then forty minutes, thirty-seven points against Dallas. Okay, thirty-seven points right there. I'll take the thirty-seven yes. tonight. I'll, yeah, I'll take the thirty. Right out of the shoot. I'll take I'll take twenty seven minutes and a win. That's I don't even really care what his stat line looks like. You know like what? Uh, strike all all that. Strike everything I just said. It even strike what Luke said right there. Wow. I'll take all him of getting out of the layup line. Basically, <laughs> I'll take him playing. Yes, and and then preferably a win too. What's well, a bigger deal just, to you tonight? The win or KD playing the whole game? Not the uh, whole game, but like it's KD playing yeah, the whole it's game. Not even close. Of and yeah. this is a, this is probably just in terms of the standings, the most meaningful game the Suns have left on the schedule. Like Denver, they got two games against Denver. Denver's you know they're going to be the, the one seed. They got a game against San Antonio. San Antonio doesn't even want to play anymore. So you got Oklahoma City, the Lakers, and the Clippers. Those are meaningful, especially the Lakers and Clippers. But they're also at the end of the season. You might be locked in. This is the most meaningful game the Suns have left in the regular season. And I care so much more about being able to talk about Kevin Durant playing, making it through the game tomorrow. Yeah, it is meaningful. Um, Let's see, the T-Wolves back two games back in the loss column. Against yeah. the Suns, yeah, two games back one in the four last in column right now, and they've won four in a row. Um, yeah, you know, I'll take the win. We'll take the win. We want the win. There's no doubt. I just want KD healthy. That's that's what we all want. Because if you tell us that KD is healthy, the Suns are going to win. Now, how many games are going to win? I don't know. But more times than not, the Suns are going to win. And my expectation, if KD is healthy. <laughs> the Suns are going to win and make a playoff run yeah. as well. Well, it's because of what no you just said. No guarantees that anyone. You can't guarantee. You can't guarantee somebody's anything. Somebody's going to win a championship. You just can't do it. But make a playoff run. Yeah, if sounds he's, good. If if they are healthy, you'll take their chances winning four out of seven games. Yes, right. That's just barely above five hundred. Yes. If you think about it, I would take their chances against anybody in the Western Conference. Milwaukee is maybe a different story, but you can deal with that when you get to it because that would be June. But if you're going to tell me the Phoenix Suns are fully healthy, even with all the questions and the fact that they haven't been fully healthy for more than a couple games at any point this season, you may say, oh, yeah, no, Denver's a better team. But when push comes to shove, are you going to take the Suns or the Nuggets if the Suns have Durant and Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton to win four out of seven games? Denver hasn't done it in the playoffs before. The Suns have. Yeah. 
No, that is a great question right there. It really is. It brings it down. It boils it all down. Doesn't it feel like the you season's know? starting but, you know, tonight? What are we saying? Are we saying, uh, what? how does KD look? How does KD look? How does he, is he, is he healthy? That's the other thing that I, I, I have to admit this to you, base owners. I really do. Because we all know that Kevin Durant, over the last few years, he's missed a lot of games. Would you say that's a that's an accurate statement? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. But, yes. but again, I don't it's believe. True. Don't, don't. No, no, it's not. A superstitious thing. I just don't want to talk about it. But oh, yes, okay, I have a right. note. Yeah. You just don't want to talk about I just it. Don't but even want to acknowledge it. No, you but it's you true. Just contradicted yourself. No, I just don't. I don't even want to. I just don't want to discuss it. Um, yeah, I'm just saying. I. What am I going to be looking for with Kevin Durant? I'm not going to be looking to see how he shoots a three, or how many points he scores, or how many rebounds he gets, or any. Just how is he moving and. Does he look brittle? <laughs> the ankle support like on those shoes. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I, I think a lot of us probably feel the same way. Just, you know, um, at some point in time, you know, the, the age factor comes into play. And even though we feel really, really good, you got three more years after this season. Three more yeah. of KD. Yeah. Um, I just I want to see how he moves tonight. I do think that what, make sense? what happened three weeks ago was a was a freak thing. Like I don't think age played into that. But I, when you start talking about how many games he's missed over the last few years, that's a different conversation. See, and it's because of what he did that I say what I just said. He, Luke, he did something like for me. I how do you roll your ankle? Just roll it as you're you're running to the basket. You didn't step on anything. You, you 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 didn't. And I thought he slipped it. He didn't slip. Oh, I know. And I, know. I blocked all this so out. I know. So you know, I, I'm sitting here. I'm wondering how how did how did that happen? How? Well, that means it'll never happen. Physically, again. the kinesiology of it all is staggering. Got Wolf talking about kinesiology in the first segment of the show. All right, we come back. More basketball with KD returning tonight. Is the pressure now on the Suns to win the title this season? Seven games left in the regular season, and it feels like the season is starting tonight. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. It does kind of feel like the season's starting, doesn't it? In this weird way, we're 75 games in. It feels like, okay, here we go for real this time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, we're all waiting. And you know what? The guys know that as well. The players inside that locker room, they know it better than anybody else. They've all been waiting. Okay, we, we're out there. We haven't played. We, we don't have Mikel Bridges. We don't have Cam Johnson. We don't have Jay Crowder. I have, have never had Jay Crowder all season. Uh, we don't have our guys. And, yeah, we don't have Kevin Durant. Okay, let's go out there and, and what? Try to come together as a team? What's the process? The process was to tread water. And you know what? They did. They did. And, and, and didn't it look like in the Utah game they were a team that knew he was coming back soon? Of like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Let's go beat Utah. And maybe he doesn't come back. I'm saying this at that moment. Even if he wasn't going to come back for the Minnesota game, 
he'd be back for the Denver game. Like, you know what I mean? They're, they're close. Whereas three weeks ago, he gets hurt and it's just kind of like, all right, <laughs> guess we'll maybe reevaluate in three weeks. So then you're just kind of, you're just playing out the, the string, like you said, trying to tread water. Whereas the Utah game, it felt like, okay, let's win this game. Let's get rid of Utah and let's, let's start building because he's coming back. Yeah, no, they, they looked a lot more cohesive. I think we'd all agree, especially the bench. The bench, the way the bench has come together over the last three games. It's a super small sample size. You can't say, oh, now all of a sudden, okay, everything is going to be great when KD gets back. You, you can't say that right now because the rotations are still a massive question mark going forward, and so is the bench, if you ask me. We'll see how they continue to play, but um, tonight... Again, we've we've been here before. This is a great step in the right direction. Yeah, and you know, to be clear, it's not like I think you know professional athletes. It's not like I think the Phoenix Suns are like, well, we can't win without KD. What's the point? I think it's more like you said, you're treading water because it's not your team. You're, you know your team, you, the entire concept of your team is going to change dramatically when he comes back. That's why I think that, you know, for a few games there, they were just like, all right, we have a game. Hopefully we win it. Like, yeah. we're going to try. Yeah. But there just seemed to be extra juice, really, the last three games, I would say, even though they lost one of them. Uh, but but especially the, the win over Utah it was like, all right, we're turning the corner here. Now, to be fair. Here, here's Monty Williams yesterday. He's not he's not uh, joining the party quite yet until Katie's actually playing. Nothing's changed. Um, he's just doing a bit more work on the floor, so we'll have a an official update when we have one. So then they asked him because to be fair, technically he's he's officially questionable right now. There it is, right there. I was talking about this yesterday, though. That's exactly the way a head coach of a professional sports team should respond. Hey, listen, don't worry about it. We'll wait until we actually have to make the announcement that he's going or he's not. Why would you say anything before that? Why would you indicate one way or the other before that? I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You I mean, don't have to. How much would it freak you out if somebody was inter- interviewing DA and Monty just ran up and grabbed the mic and it's like, KD's back! <laughs> yeah, and then just ran right. down the, the... Yeah, no, he's got to be the voice of reason. Here's more from Monty Williams yesterday. What's the week for like his left? I don't know, man. It's like you keep asking me the same question differently. Like I'm in the third grade. Did you clean your room? Do you make sure your room is clean? Is your bed straight? You're asking me the same thing. Oh, it's just because you were talking about boxing. That's why I'm asking. No, it's 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 always the same thing. I mean, is he in a place where he can play? Uh, against contact uh, is the cardio where it needs to be is the fatigue level where it needs to be where once he gets fatigued he's not putting himself in harm's way I think those are the things that are hard to do this time of the year because we just don't have the practice time and so we, we have I think every organization is built to have extra bodies so that you can play three on three and four on four one on one and so those are things that you know we have to make sure we do properly and then evaluate after that's done. And so we'll get to those points and we'll have an update. What did you take away from what Monty just said? Monty's tired of talking about this, too. (laughs) And he didn't clean his room very much when he was in third grade. Yes. Okay. For me, it's can he play against contact? (laughs) That's of everything he just said. 
<laughs> you know, how's he doing? Yeah, how's the cardio is fine. Cardio is fine. The fatigue, he's right. As Vince Lombardi once famously said, fatigue makes cowards of us all. He's right, but you that's think not Vince the part. Lombardi ever just said like average things, like no, "What's up?" I know, like right? everything was like exactly profound. The guy, everything he said, he walked around smoking and said profound things <laughs> in a tie. <laughs> Go in figure. A it was a different era. Right. Sorry, you were making a point. No, I was making the point that against contact of everything he just said, that is what stood out to me. Again, I, I just want to see KD. I want to see him move. Um, the athleticism, of course, that is there. Just want to see him move around and look like he, you know he's not yeah. going to burst into a million pieces of glass. There's, metaphorically speaking, <laughs> that, that would be ideal, really, for anybody. Um, no, there's there's definitely an element to that, and I hope it is only like for tonight's game, and then it kind of wears off for everybody. But if you're a Suns fan, you're going to be watching this game tonight like, KD has the ball, this is exciting, I'm terrified. You know what I mean? Yeah. And is that going to go away by the second quarter tonight? I, I'm imagining it's going to go away faster for him because he can, you know, he it's, knows what he's feeling. He'll be fine by the, probably halfway through the first quarter. Right, and it's totally unfair. It is. And I'm, I'm admitting this about myself, ladies and gentlemen, but as a former player in the National Football League, I can tell you there were a lot of guys that had all the talent in the world, and we all know KD does, but it's can you actually consistently bring that talent to bear? And part of bringing that talent to bear is being available to actually play the game. And, and unfortunately for KD, um, over the last few years, it's, that's been a challenge for him to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. So, um, look at it, it's unfair to expect anything than him going out there and playing 34, 35 minutes and scoring 35. <laughs> it just is. Um, but when he plays, you know what you're getting, and it's some of the best production in NBA history. Some of the best ever, and that's the reason why he, he has the impact that he's had on this team. The impact where you just feel like, what are we doing out here? Why are we doing this? Because we all know, it's, you're not just talking about an all-star that you picked up. You're not just talking about a guy that is an all-star and he's a really great player. You're talking about one of the best players to ever play the game in Kevin Durant. And his skills are not diminished at all. His skills not are still all. there. And they're, they're peak. They're at a peak. And because of that, right, what kind of impact? And you can see how that would impact his teammates who are like, really? What are we doing here? We know this isn't our team. McCall's not here. Cam's not here. KD. We all know that. Okay, so what are we doing? We're just playing games now because we, you know, we all know when KD gets back, it's going to be completely different. You can, you could totally see the frustration. You could feel the frustration that guys like Chris Paul and Devin Booker must have felt inside that line. And Monty Williams. And Monty Williams. Tired of James talking Jones. About it. Matt Ishbia. Uh, all right. Matty Ish. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Like this text from the 623 that says, Monty needs this championship. I feel coming up short, he is haunted by this. You know what? There's probably some truth to that. A couple years ago, I remember when they lost to Milwaukee, Monty was just like, he just didn't want to talk. Not that you want to talk about that. You just didn't want to talk. Uh, when we come back over to football for a little bit, who's going to start at quarterback for the Cardinals in week one? Arizona's head coach made it sound like that player is already on the roster. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, there's a lot going on today, so we won't get into it a ton, although we are going to talk to Mike Fitzgerald here in about an hour, D-backs VP and assistant GM, but Wolf opening day is uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Jacked up, yeah. Okay, you know that because I know you I've are. Been walking around here in the not so beautiful part of the program, I'm I'm excited. The youth on this team and the question marks that the youth are, and the expectation that a lot of these young guys are really, really good and could turn out to be great. <laughs> you know, I mean that to me is exciting. It is. It can happen. It can. It can happen in a season. It can happen your rookie year. It can happen where you know you belong and you just start blooming, growing in front of everybody around you, including yourself. I'm excited because if they survive the first 10 games of the season, of their final 152 games, only five of them are against the Dodgers. Okay, wow. So I just I honestly I'm just sick of watching the Dodgers. Yes. It's more that than anything. So you're going to get this right. What, what if they? How many times did they play the Dodgers in the first ten games? So, so the first ten games of the season are four against the Dodgers, two against the Padres, four against the Dodgers. <laughs> so not the easiest way to start your season. So okay, but if you survive that. Yes. Yeah, so you said what if what if they were <laughs> stop it? Just I'm not. Gonna you're getting say, greedy. I'm I don't even know what you're going to say, but you're getting. greedy. No, I was going to say what if they split? Can you imagine they were five and five after the first 10 you know I, sold i'll okay. take it can you imagine how much we're going to be geeking out on that just imagine 152 games where you only have to deal with the dodgers five times now you still got to deal with the padres but even that i think it's it's only 11 times san diego padres okay <laughs> yes but only only if you say it that way and as as you've stated in the past the important thing is staying ahead of the rock well the other yeah and the other way to say it is the padres okay well, we'll just go back and forth between those two maybe do it that way when we have mike fitzgerald on in an hour uh all right let's uh let's get back to what well, we haven't gotten the football yet today so let's let's get into some football jonathan gannon speaking yesterday was asked okay you've got your new team and you've got your franchise quarterback even though you don't know when you're going to have your franchise quarterback are you worried about kyler's running style and now a little bit of an injury history yeah i mean you're always concerned about your quarterback getting hit you know um that's the number one thing you got to keep him upright and keep him protected but with saying that he brings some different things to the table that not everyone can bring to the table from the quarterback position a guy touching the ball every play so uh, we'll educate him and we'll want him to be smart about when he's in the open field um, but the competitor in him, you're going to have to coach that out of him a little bit because he wants to. He doesn't want to go down and slide and give himself up. But at times he's going to need to. So um, obviously we're going to be smart about how we do that. And when you call those type of plays, you can you can kind of dictate some of those things, which I think Sean has done a good job with in, in Buffalo. Um, but um, and, and in Philly, I, I saw that them do a really good job. Shane and Nick do a really good job of when they're putting them in those situations. Situations, um, really, uh, when they're doing that, there's a time and a place for everything. So uh, we'll be smart about it. Got to be smart about it right now. You've heard me talk about this many, many times over the years. You, you cannot build your offense around a quarterback running the football. 
You just, you can't do it. Do you want him to run the football? Of course. You want him to make plays with his legs, especially when you're running a sub 4-4. Yes, you want him to to do that, the off-time play. You want him to pull the ball down and make some first downs with his legs. But if you're building an offense around him, and it's one of the reasons why we're going to see Kyler Murray more under center than we've seen him in the past. Because if you're building that offense around your quarterback and predicating it with the zone read and the RPOs on him running the ball, stuff is going to happen. Yeah, and, and that's that's the balance that when they were able to hit it, they had the best record in the NFL a couple of years ago in the first, what, 12 games of the season. But when you can't hit it, um, things go sideways very quickly because especially now coming off this injury which was a non-contact injury but it was it's still a serious injury it's it's bringing to light as a reminder just how much trouble you're in if you don't have Kyler Murray if you're the Cardinals but I always go back to the fact that he wouldn't have been the first pick in the draft if he didn't have that ability to take off and get you 14 yards anytime he needed 12 sure so it's it's uh it's probably the biggest balance Jonathan Gannon and Drew Petzing are going to have to strike. And just remember once again, the new age offense is so powerful. It really is. It has so many good things about it, but it also has a couple of things that are questionable to me, that are detrimental to me. One of them, one of the biggest things is the fact the defense can dictate what the quarterback does with the ball. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> that's that's look, less than ideal. That's just not something that has been in existence in the National Football League for a long, long, long time. Now, again, with the new age offense, of course it is. The RPOs and the zone reads. But the defense, if I want Kyler Murray running the ball base, I don't need zone read. Yeah, go ahead. Run that play all the time because we're going to crash that end man on the line of scrimmage. We're going to continue to crash him so Kyler has to run the ball. Yeah. You know, you don't, that's the reason why putting him under center where you're going to hand the ball off. (laughs) You're going to let somebody else actually do it. You're going to expect your running back, James Conner, to do it for you. You're going to put the onus on your offensive line to come off the ball and remove somebody. You're going to challenge your offensive line immediately. This is something I've talked about in the past many, many times, but it gets me jacked up. For Kyler, for Kyler it does. If he'll just embrace this offense and get going under center more, all the responsibility is not going to be on his shoulders. It isn't. You're going to be able to let James Conner be James Conner. And then use play action to be able to throw the ball. It it all goes together. And this is the thing I'm most excited about. And hopefully, Kyler Murray is going to be embracing this going forward. The other part of this equation that we're not going to have an answer for... Really, I guess, until camp or the season starts. But things were a little bit different yesterday because Jonathan Gannon was talking about it. Is who's your quarterback to start the season? And now you have Colt McCoy and David Plow. Is, it, is that really are you good with that? Are you going to go out and add somebody else? I thought that they, they would have. I don't think they're going to now, but I would have thought so within the last couple of weeks. But Jonathan Gannon spoke about that yesterday at the owners' meetings. 
You know, we'll and we'll always look to with every position, not the quarterback position, but as the different phases of the offseason go on, uh, we'll always look to improve our roster in any any way that we can. But feel really good about David and Colt. Had some really good conversations with both of those guys. They're both uh, raring to go. They were asking Drew for the playbook the other couple weeks ago. I said, No, you don't need that playbook yet. Just make sure you're doing what you need to do to get physically ready. So they're chomping at the bit, and uh, I'm excited to get those guys in the room and get to work with them. So this is where I'm going to overreact during camp. Well, yeah, okay. if, if it really is Colt McCoy and David Blau and they don't add anybody else, I'm going to start to think Kyler's rehab's going pretty well and yeah, he's coming back closer great. to your deadline than mine. Oh, that's great, man. This is the way I've felt about this for a long time. You're going to tell me that it's just Colt McCoy and it's David Blau. Now, of course, they're going to bring other camp arms. They're going to bring camp yeah, but quarterbacks. We can all tell. If, I mean, if you're bringing in a, a guy who started in the league for three years, that's different than here's a guy that yes. would be... Yes. Here's a guy that can throw passes on drills in camp. Yeah, I don't think it's over. I don't. I, I don't think it's over yet, but this is a great indicator. This is a harbinger. Oh, this is not a harbinger of sorrow. This is a harbinger, a good harbinger right here. The fact that they've got Colt McCoy and David Blow. That's it right now. And for me, that tells me Kyler Murray's rehab is going well. They're on track. They didn't go out and try to sign a Marcus Mariota because we had to bring somebody in here who could run this offense and somebody who's good other than Colt McCoy. What if Colt gets hurt? You know, I mean, so you can see this is a this is a positive thing that Kyler's rehab must be going well. I've been doing this show with you long enough and listening to your music long enough that I didn't even remember that a harbinger could be a good thing. Yes, oh, a harbinger. <laughs> just think of it within the context of like Metallica. <laughs> uh, all right, when we come back, we already know Kevin Durant's not going to have a problem fitting with the Suns. Do the rest of the Suns have enough time to fit around Kevin Durant? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs> Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. Welcome back to the show, which is basically Groundhog Day. We were um, we were discussing before the show, Wolf. What if we just played the show from three weeks ago? Yeah. Hey, Kevin Durant's going to make his home debut tonight. It's a Wednesday. I could we could even keep the parts in where I'm like, hey, happy Wednesday. We could play <laughs> keep all that and everything. It's all the same except it's a different opponent. You were barfing. Is that what you're saying? You're barfing. Well, I was really okay. trying to lean into the radio voice. Yeah. No, that was great right there. Uh, yeah, we've been here before, have we not? We have. We have. I've been here, been here a couple times, actually. You know, there was the first game, of course, that KD played, and then there was the first game at Footprint Center that KD played, and we all know what happened there. And now here it is for the third time. This is a third debut, so to speak, for yeah. KD. So always you know, get the point. Always a Wednesday. Trade for KD on Wednesday, February 8th. Uh, KD plays his first game with the Suns Wednesday, March 1st. Supposed to play his first home game with the Suns Wednesday, March eighth, and now is making his uh, his home debut Wednesday, March 29th. So the very first game he ever played in happened on a Wednesday. Yeah. I, I didn't Charlotte. Know that. Yeah, yeah I, I know. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. You know. I mean, I guess I knew they Charlotte was yeah. his debut. Of course, yeah, I just didn't know it was a Wednesday. Yeah. 
Wow. It must mean something, <laughs> what right? What is going on with that? What is happening? All I know it's is... It's like the Adams Family with Wednesday. Let's, I'm going to go ahead and let's see. The first playoff game will probably be a Saturday or Sunday, so I guess that doesn't hold up. Uh, this is Jay Williams, who's on our show quite frequently and is going to be on our show, actually, I believe, tomorrow. He was on his own show, as he typically is, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, and he talked about the pressure that is on the Suns now. KD and CP3. Now, you're going to wonder, why isn't it KD and Devin Booker? Because Devin Book and KD are going to play together for the next couple of years. I don't know how much longer CP3 is going to continue to play the game of basketball. It, it feels like CP3 is doing load management each and every year. There's a sizzle out that you have health-wise from him when it gets into the playoffs. Kevin Durant comes back for his first game tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves, his home debut in Phoenix. And it feels like CP3 is on the last leg here. CP3 has not gotten a championship. I think that adds a dimension of pressure. KD already has two chips, two final MVPs, but the pairing of it together brings him in at number five on my list. Next up. <laughs> Jay next Will. up, wow. <laughs> wow. Jay Will's just like, what's next? Jay Will was fired up right there. Yeah. Your thought on that? Well, there's... I, I guess I haven't really even given a whole lot of thought to other teams in the NBA that have pressure on them to win a title this year. Denver? That's about it. I would yeah. say the Suns. And, I, and, I, and when you start to look at the the personnel involved, it's, it's clearly the Suns. I mean, Chris Paul. Kevin Durant, to a certain extent, if you buy into the whole, his legacy is that he went and rode the coattails of, of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson to his two rings, even though he was finals MVP both of those years. But there's a lot of people that buy into that. If I were Kevin Durant, I'm not going to pretend that I wouldn't notice that, that a lot of people say that. So there's pressure on KD to win it outside of Golden State. I think the most pressure is on Chris Paul because he's running out of time. And at a certain point, there's pressure on Devin Booker, too, even if most of it is internal. Yeah, it's so weird, too. It takes you three... I would say three people that you're talking about before you get to Devin Booker, right? Mm-hmm. For for everything you just said right there. Listen, um, I think the most pressure is on Chris Paul. I and, don't even think it's close. And Kevin Durant. Yeah. You know? But I think it's Kevin Durant, Chris Paul. you know what these sons gave up to get KD, and rightfully so. Rightfully so, Bayson Orleans. I was for that. There were many, many people out there that were for it. There are a lot of people that didn't like it. There's no doubt. Yes, we know, Pixie, you were one of those. There are some people out there that didn't like the deal because they were worried about... Kevin Durant and whether he was going to be brittle or not, I understand that. But to me, I was all for it. Not... Not coming out of the summer, but after watching the Suns play, there there was something missing. You could tell there was something wrong, something different about this team as juxtaposed to last year. Well, month. and just to sort of highlight your point right there, you you were kind of over it in the summer, and yeah. at that point... Mikel Bridges was, there was still hope Mikel wouldn't be included in the trade. Remember, back yes. then it was like, okay, you yes. can have Cam Johnson, you can take Jay Crowder's expiring contract, you can have a, a bunch of picks, uh, you can have DeAndre Ayton if you want him, because at that time you were still, you know, you didn't know if you were going to extend him, yep. all that stuff. Uh, and so to get into the season and have to include Mikel Bridges would sure indicate that they felt like something was missing this year, too. And I said this, I remember saying it the day 
before the trade happened. And I still feel this way. If you give me the Suns at full strength, even with that old roster with Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges in there, not not Jay Crowder because he wasn't here this year. But if you give me Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, I still think that team can make a deep run. And and, and I thought that then and I still think it now. But I'm never going to fault a team for going all in and trying to win a title, especially Wolf when you've never won the title. See, and that's the thing right there. That is it right there. And that's why I would say, yes, there's a lot of pressure on the Denver Nuggets as well. Have they had a great season? Yes. They have. They have had a great season. We've seen this story before. We've seen this story before. Isn't that right, Phoenix Suns? (laughs) We've seen it before. So, again, um, I think the most pressure is definitely on the Phoenix Suns right now because of the players that they have. And because of what they gave up to get KD. Yeah, you, to a certain extent, I don't want to say mortgaged your future because he didn't. I still think in today's NBA, whenever Kevin Durant decides he wants to retire, there's going to be other players that want to come here and play with Devin Booker. And honestly, one of them might be Mikel Bridges. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not signed in Brooklyn forever. But you, you, you absolutely gave up a lot to get Kevin Durant. And and you told everybody, we're going all in right now. And you kind of have to if you want Chris Paul to get a, a ring. So now the question is, with seven games to go, not does Kevin Durant fit in seamlessly. This is unfortunately a skill he has had to acquire over the years, and he has acquired it. The question now is, does Monty Williams have enough time to figure out who the rotation needs to be around yeah, him. Yeah, I, I don't know, Luke. I, I'm sure that he will get that rotation down going into the postseason. I, I'm sure Monty is capable. I'm sure the Suns are capable, even though it's a very small sample size. But for me right now, it always it always has been about the pressure. Um, uh, we haven't talked about it. Is the, do, Are the Suns under the most pressure, as Jay Will said? Are the Suns under the most pressure? I, I really don't know. But I've talked about this before. I'm hoping Basinonians, they embrace it. I, I'm hoping they embrace this pressure, this expectation that is on them. You're talking about Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> I love sure DA, DA feels but pressure. But you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is these guys are these guys are blades, man. These guys are, are dogs. They are tough. And they are ready. And they've done it before. And they've carried the load of expectation before. Embrace it. Say, yeah, you know what? We ought to win it. We think we should win it all. They should. We think we should come out of the Western Conference. And we know, okay, might be Boston, might be Miami. Not Miami. Might be Milwaukee. But we should win. That is our expectation. We should. Now... I think that I, I think you've that gotta honestly be a is realist their expectation. As well. You've got to be a realist, but I, I want to see him embrace it. Just not not try to deflect it, but embrace it. Uh, here's Devin Booker yesterday talking about the impact KD has had on the team's defense and on Devin Booker. Yeah, it's a really good feeling. Um, and not only that, not even the defender, just the spacing overall, and you know the gravity of the game and. You know, it's even more now than ever where teams are just going to have to, you know, pick your poison. Um, 
and we'll see how it goes. I mean, we had three-game sample of it, and, you know, that went well. But, you know, as you know, when the playoffs come, things tighten up a little bit more. The game's more physical. So, you know, we'll see how it gets when, when it's time. Those three games were almost like a, a trailer for a movie that everybody's <laughs> waiting to see. And, and the movie now is starting tonight, barring any setback. Yeah. Supposed to start tonight. Yes. Everybody has tickets to go see the movie tonight. Yeah. Um, man, I just love it, though, listening to Devin Booker talk about this. He hinted a little bit right there of the expectation. He hinted a little bit, and it was okay. It was a small sample size he was talking about with the three games. But um, this is going to be a work in progress. This is going to be a work in progress for the next seven games, starting tonight, getting ready to get into the postseason and even beyond. They're going to be cutting their teeth, I think, on a lot of the things they're going to be doing in the postseason. I think I, I honestly do think we'll be able to tell a lot, even as ridiculous as it sounds, after one game tonight. Partially because you have to, because you just don't. It's not like, well, you got eighty-one more of these. No, you got six more after tonight. So you're going to have to read a lot into tonight. But I, I think we're going to be able to. Uh, when we come back over to football, one team that would make a lot of sense. Wants you to know they're out on DeAndre Hopkins. We'll discuss why next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.